we are a part of that collection of two white men <laughs> doing podcasts. We're two queer white men. Does that differentiate us at all? Or does I, it? I totally helps with the topic. We're talking, talking about, about musicals. Yeah, we're talking about musical theater. <laughs> I'm Peter. And I'm Nathan. And yes, musical theater has gospel. And dancing boys. And fancy hats. So join us for the Gospel of Musical Theater wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Pulls out the world's largest butt plug. <gasps> and then just plugs himself up and then came back to bed. Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay, queer, beer, thank you, mirror? My name is Eric Williams, and this week is a stunning week with IMHO, the show, on this fucking podcast. You probably know that a couple months ago, Darby Lynn Cartwright and Alexis Bevels were both on the Gay Ass Live show, and I was so obsessed that I had to bring him on the pod. So this was a very special treat. Uh, I also want to give you some context that I recorded this with them on my last day in Florida before heading to New York, where I am now. The audio, something happened a little bit. So if it sounds a little different or a little moments of up and downness, thank you for bearing with me. And it was my fault. And I love you so much for not being mad at me about it. Um, I also want to tell you... <laughs> That this week is huge for many reasons, of course, because tonight I'm interviewing the Brian Derrick for Gay Ass Podcast live recording, Swoon. And also, I'm doing the first ever East Coast edition of That's a Gay Ass Live show, which I'm really excited for. But I'm sure you, if you follow me, you saw um, I did have a delicious hangout with a one Miss Julia Fox. <laughs> I do want to thank, personally, um, my dog, Freddie, for for making the introduction. I'm staying at my friend's apartment in Harlem, and Freddie and I are walking, and um, Freddie meets this Beethoven-esque-looking, gorgeous, giant dog. I go, oh, they're sweet. What's their name? As I ask the question, my eyelashes raise, my eyeballs go into focus. I'm staring at Julia Fox holding her dog on a leash. She's in full beat, looking gorgeous. And she goes, oh, Fiona. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is Freddie. Freddie and Fiona. The move I pull, because you know what? Celebrities are just as fucked up as we are. So I'm not going to like 
make her feel, you know, already weird enough that I know who she is. So I say, oh, by the way, I heard you on Good Children Podcast. I love them so much. They're doing my show on Thursday. She immediately was just like, oh my God, I love them. Tell them I say hi. I said, absolutely. And she's like, yeah, my Fiona usually doesn't like dogs, but this is this is great. And I was like, sure, sure, sure. So after an hour of just kind of going into our deepest history, secrets, dramas, we kissed on the on both cheeks, a la Francaise, and I made my way. And by that, I mean it probably lasted three minutes, but God, it was fun to talk. Love us so much. <laughs> and that's New York City. Babe, cue Sex and the City music. Um, let's get into this fucking podcast, my friends. It is Darby Lynn Cartwright and Alexis Bevels from IMHO The Show. If you want to support the podcast, there is a Patreon, just $5 a month for ad-free apps, and I will post the gay-ass live show videos on there for free once you have subscribed i want to thank the recent subscribers that is i'm so grateful for you to show that support and i love you all so much enjoy I'm going to start by saying five, six, seven, eight. What if I did a rap? Darby Lynn Cartwright, Alexis Bevels. They came on. They won't level with us. They're going to be honest, but they're not going to be a bitch. They're going to say, what's the sitch? It's the Gay Ass Podcast IMHO Twist. Buckle up your seatbelts. Can I put my dick between your tits? Yes, absolutely. After that, you're a poet, sir. I really was going to delete that from the app and kind of dive overboard but i actually think that i'm going to keep it in because you make me feel so safe thank you darby lynn cartwright and alexis p bevels for coming on that's a gay ass podcast it's a fucking honor it's such an honor to be here thank you for having us um alexis what does the p stand for today podcast alexis podcast no i like that answer you don't want me you want me to do a different one I want you to, like, you're so, one of my favorite things about you, besides just, like, um, all the other things I always say, is your creativity. I can, t- I can give you a preview of the one that we're going to do when we film our episode in a little bit. Oh, wow. She's pre-written. Tell us. Today, the P stands for Parker, comma, Sarah Jessica. As you know, the new season of And Just Like That came out yesterday. I have seen the first episode only. And it is the best show airing on television right now. <gasps> that is shots fired. I also saw you shared on one of your socials, or I think Darby tweeted about Alexis is the same person who would also say French hat, French fry, as Carrie Bradshaw did in the OG. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. That was Darby, actually. Yeah, that, he said that. Um, And that's one of my favorite episodes when she's wearing that. Actually, it's not one of my favorite episodes. It's, it's one of my favorite outfits. Okay, so then I, I don't mean to be divisive in the beginning of this episode, but between the two of you, who which one of you is the Carrie? I'm the Carrie. Thank you so much. And Darby? Well, she's the Carrie because, like, let's be honest, Carrie is very unlucky in love. And, she, like, whenever she gets close to someone, they die. In a, in a shower. Listen. I'm a Samantha calling in on Zoom this season. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm collecting actually- my money. Is she from, do, does she do a Zoom appearance? She does. It's an on. It's an. It's a call in. She's not in the same place as the other. So I'm assuming yeah. it's a FaceTime or a Zoom of some sort. I did hear that. I also saw the headline from Kristen Davis that said 
there is no hope for a rekindling of friendship or whatever, which I actually read her quote and it's basically just like, she doesn't want to set fans up for an expectation that there's this big reunion because it doesn't happen and it will never happen, which I still am grieving if I'm being honest. Yeah. But you know what? I say this all the time and I stand by it. It's like straight people with sports. This is my team. And I don't care that we're missing a member. I don't care that we've traded a few players. I'm going to go hard for my team. Everything they do. Okay, you said that, member and hard, and you didn't giggle at all. That's because I'm very serious about Sex in the City and, and oh, Just Like That. Okay. What, posi- what position does Che Diaz play on, the, on your team? Oh, honey. Mascot. <laughs> she's, she's in the full suit. Let's be honest. They are in the full suit. They them they're, suit. They're in the board member. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. field the questions. Oh, field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. Wait, Che Diaz is on the board of the team. Che Diaz is yeah making money. If it's Ted Lasso, yeah. Che Diaz is. Um, Why is it Ted Lasso? Because it's the only sports I watch. Oh sure. Um, Hannah Waddingham. By the way, this brings up an important question. Speaking of sports, going into locality, Darby, you on one of your episodes recently, you pronounced the word. What's the? What do you call Darby? The thing you drive in that has four wheels. Oh, a car. Care. It was ca- it was care. Care. Oh, was- you're quoting my drift commercial. <laughs> Thank you. I am quoting your drift you commercial. You watch the commercials of oh my god, that's oh. so nice. I every word that you say I devour, including the commercials. I think you know what it was, is I was I was boring myself a little. Not listen. Drift is a very exciting product, and you'll never get bored. <laughs> but I was boring myself a little because I did it without Alexis. She yeah. she's tired of drifting. She's ready so the to be second subtle. character was your yeah. accent work exactly, and that's because I'm married to an actor. Okay, which just had a role on television, and I want to congratulate your gorgeous husband. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, um, We've worked, I worked really, really hard, hard on getting him to where he is, yeah. and now that he's finally there, we can sort of start to reap the benefits of like. Being married to an A-list actor. I think he's currently like C-list, probably. I would put him a few letters below that, but F. But he's so attractive. And emotionally, he's a bottom. Currently. Usually we're flipping things around, okay? And that's one thing I want to say this Pride season. <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't, you, don't be afraid to talk. <laughs> I also want to commend you on that message and the second time you've hit your microphone it gives off such a gorgeous <laughs> sorry no, I don't get too be sorry. excited when I I think you I think you hit it most recently at, about flipping and not being afraid to top and I think that is a thunderous comment thank you and yeah. it really did I think it did everything it needed wait did did, what, did Darby and you and your husband uh have the roles oftentimes switch or you go years with one person being one and the other i'm so curious from another married couple okay so this is a new development and i don't think i'm allowed to talk about it but i will because he's not here (laughs) you can be as vague as you want i don't need specifics if it will harm your marriage no no thanks no (laughs) thanks listen journalism is number one and my journalism always comes above he he knew what he was getting into and i did get into him and that's what we're talking about (laughs) in and out and in and out and in and out. i would say the first 12 years of our relationship um i always remained a passive uh pass around bottom sure um he would just pass me to himself but we made a game of it he'd change accents and i'd be like oh who's fucking me now and he'd be like charles (laughs) They were all just really mundane men. 
Charles. There's a Charles. There's a David. Yeah. Um, but yeah, recently he was like, let's try new stuff. And I said, no, thanks. Uh, and then I tried new stuff and I'm like, okay. Huh. And I'm doing great. I do, I do this and I, I do this. And for those that are uh, listening at home. Stop, stop, stop. You're getting them too hard. It's that. It's like that. Yeah. Everyone's moaning and, and sitting up and down on their seat. Ah, ah, ah. Um, <laughs> Did you got to change things up. You, are, you, you said 12 years, like it's so flippant. How many years have you been together? 13. Wow. Lucky 13. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. As you look to Alexis. Now, Alexis, actually, she has been single. I'm currently single, but my last relationship ended kind of hard because it was a catfish experience. No. It's made up. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, can you can you excuse me for one second? Yeah, of course. Darby, just let me have something. You've, you've had this thing a thousand times. Just, just let me have something. Is it gonna be funny this time? <laughs> so I met this gentleman named Danny on Instagram. <laughs> And he was a catfish. Actually, I caught on early. This is a joke, but I did catch on early and I would try to mess with him. So I would like, I, I, he wanted to see a picture. He, he asked for a picture of my cat and my car and my house, um, which are, if you didn't know, security famous questions. security question passwords. So I said, I was going to say, and also, yeah, he wanted your social security card. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he wanted iTunes gift cards. That's what he wanted. Why did he choose you of all people? If he stole your identity, he would get debt. Well, I don't know. I think it was Was he team... at least cute? Was he a cute catfish? Did he yeah. choose cute pictures? Okay. He did choose cute pictures. And apologies to whoever's photos he stole from. I did see a dick pic, and I did. I liked it. Hearts up. Hearts. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Well, now I want to ask, do you think it was actual Danny's dick pic or another dick? I think the person who was catfishing me was a team of old ladies somewhere in a call center. That's what I think. That tracks. Because it was a lot of, hello, dear, how are you? Like that <gasps> kind of stuff. You, you, Mrs. Doubtfire was catfishing you. Yeah. <laughs> hello, dear. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just dropped Mrs. Doubtfire so casually. Well. Um, You're carrying on. Later. I know, I know. But I loved it. And I, I would send him a picture. Like, I... I I think I sent him a picture of like a wild cat and I uh, some ferrets and I sent him a picture of the White House as my house. And I was like, this is my gorgeous house. I know it looks small, but it's really big. And you pissed off a lot of grandmothers in the process. I did. And then I asked her if she if I asked him if he would put a baby in me. And he said, of course. And I said, well, you know, he said, of course. Yeah. Is it like you said, will you impregnate me? And he was like. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. But he worked on, off an oil rig off the coast of Ghana, I think it was. Mm. So. Danny is really just... Hard. It was a really hard time in my life. Well, I'm sorry that you and Danny didn't work out. He sounds like a catch with a gorgeous dick, if I can say that. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Listen, I think if you're going to catfish, pictures, very important. But dick pics need to be authentic. They need to be well lit. I... I don't think the dick pic, though gorgeous, I don't think it was the person whose face was sent to me. Do you think AI just, wait, do you think catfishing is now so much easier because of AI? Yeah, and that's why we need to remain on strike until we get haven't, this. Haven't you seen all the Henry Cavill deep fakes about like him wearing a fucking leotard? I feel like that's this is just the beginning, and I'm sure if you ask AI to like make, like for example, if I was like, can you make my dick X amount? anything different 
Because I don't want to give any expectations that my dick isn't perfect because I do think it is because it's what I was given and it's it's not that small. Right. However, no, we met your parents and they had a lot of yeah. good things to say about it. Thank you. They're so sweet. They really do know how to really schmooze. But I do think that AI will 100% make me not trust anyone ever again. I just... Okay, since I'm on this tear, I this morning Googled, I was embarrassed so i deleted it from my phone henry cavill armpit because someone posted a rolling stone photo cover photo of henry cavill doing armpit and it was so hot i didn't know if it was real and i found it nowhere on the internet so it is fake and i'm just another one of ai's victims yes ai is insane and it's one of the many things that's going to end us um as a society as a whole as humanity if you will but but i'm so thankful that i am almost 40 and this is just now happening because if i were 19 and insane sorry that's redundant if i was 19 (laughs) i would absolutely be using ai to change my body i I would announce my broadway debut and i would still be you know a picture of me on a marquee are you saying are you singer are you saying i am sing good (gasps) Why didn't you, you know, sing at the live show? Yeah, why We've didn't you sing with us? Podcast, but just we at your live, live show. Yeah. Why didn't you sing with so, us? So I didn't sing with you because I didn't think I deserved to slash. I just it was the first time, and I and I actually had a moment of like you know Alexis and Darby. They not only stole the show and were so good, but they also they also witnessed me, I think, in a bit of, bit of a chaotic space because that was the first time at that venue. It was the first time with that many people on the show. But I will say, it was an incredible show. We did it again at the same spot. It was incredible again. So now I feel more prepped and I want to sing with you as soon as possible. Oh my God. Do you have a go-to, like, what's your karaoke song? What's your go-to Well, it's song? funny you ask is karaoke is, I think, the worst thing invented. But I same. did hmm. I did do a song at the last live show that would speak to you because you had a gorgeous Disney medley. My song was um, to the tune of, do you want to build a snowman? But instead I sang, do you want to fuck my husband? And it was me inviting uh, people to having threesomes with me and my husband. So, Oh, that's lovely. Do you do, that? do, you do threesome? Yeah. Talk. Uh, you threesome might have covered is, this ground, I but I want to know, are ugh. you, do you, you hate bottom? karaoke? Or do you, are you open? What's your there's deal? There's always one person that's like, am I in the way? Yeah. Well, I hear there is an art to that. And I will say that I have only recently started to open up about that part of my life because just like you and your husband, there's like this like, uh, he knows what he signed up for. So that's why I'm going to be open with you and tell you that we were fully monog for eight years. And then we moved to LA. And obviously, when you move to LA, you sell your body for drugs and for the industry and so we we for views and so we decided to sort of kind of fit in to the culture in that way all this to say we have now dabbled in that next step and um a big fun. fan big fan can i tell fun. you can i tell you the weirdest threesome my husband and i had please so we haven't done it in a very very long time but this was years ago and um we I told him that I found this guy, this twink, attractive because I, at the time, peak twinkdom, like mm. number one, top twink. Number, I mean, literally now, top twink. But before, 
being topped twink, number one. Sure. And Curtis was like, oh my God, you find a twink hot, that's so hot. Should we try it? And I was like, down, like fully sex addicted. Let's do it. And the guy comes over, I'm sorry, he was like 21 and weighed 12 pounds. The tiny cartoon man came over and we basically... Curtis and I just did stuff while he just kind of like kept going, mm, yeah. And he yeah. never got hard. And okay. then like, uh, there's a moment where we're all in bed kind of like kissing and my, my husband, but at the time boyfriend and I we were kind of looking at each other. Like, is he, what world is he in? Like is what's going on. And then the guy without saying a word gets out of bed, like stands up and we were like, not a word said, picks up a backpack. I didn't see him enter with one. Opens the backpack, <laughs> pulls out the world's largest butt plug. <gasps> and then just plugs himself up and then came back to bed. Didn't say a word to us about any of it. Not even in like a sexy, like, hey, boys, I'm, before, I'm a before little Before we get started, yeah, I gotta take I gotta care of this. something. Yeah, you want to put this in my pussy? Nothing like that. Let me slip into something more comfortable. Pop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not even that. And then he just kind of like perched on the bed while we just had sex like we always did. You know, I hate to make assumptions based on someone I do not know, but I will tell you that this was... A bad third, and um, should to take some classes before trying to do that again, because the the art of it is the inclusivity of everyone and everyone's enjoyment, and that butt plug and backpack and twink only cared about one hole. Yeah. His, his own, his own. Yeah. God, you're a poet. I, I don't know what, what Florida has done to me, but I think just in comparison to everyone else, I, I sound like I have a Pulitzer. But I will say the journalist in me needs to ask you both a very famous podcast question. And I want to start with Alexis Podcast Bevels. Whose fault is it that you're queer, peer, dear, beer, gay for pay? Thank you, May. Who do we blame, babe? Oh, my gosh. You know, I've thought long and hard about this. I initially thought about Kevin Sorbo from TV's Hercules Legendary Journeys. I had an obsession. And he's not good now, now so I don't want to give him gone. the publicity. Yeah. Wait, what is he, what happened to him now? He's, he's a Repu- he's a Republican. He's just a he's just a grosser. No, now he a... does now he does big like Christian movies like God's Not Dead. He like hates God's gay not people. Dead too. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The squeakle. And then I stopped at, <laughs> of course, more God. Tommy the Green slash White Ranger from the Power Rangers. That was hugely affluent influential. R.I.P. R.I.P. What I landed on is going to have to go ahead and be the movie Labyrinth, particularly David Bowie's Bulge. Oh my God! Have You're you seen? Me- so I have not, and I'm so grateful that you're making me Google David Bowie Bulge. Yeah. David Bowie plays the Goblin King in this movie that's some humans, a lot of puppets. It's Jim Henson, Creature Feature, and it's also Jennifer Connelly. And <gasps> the first time you see her, she is wearing this gorgeous white dress that I was absolutely obsessed with. So it's actually two things. Jennifer Connelly's in it? She is. As a child? She's, she plays Labyrinth. She was Labyrinth's a teenager. A 
Yeah, she plays Labyrinth, and she has this gorgeous dark raven hair. I have dark hair. She wears this gorgeous white dress, and then in this scene mm. where there's, like, a masquerade ball, and he's, like, serenading her, she wears this incredible white puffy dress. And that dress, mixed with his tight pants sure. and giant, like, a cod piece of a bulge, mm. Mm. that made Dr- me think. That made me some think bulge. some things. Listen, how could it not a gorgeous gown, a bulging bulge, two things that and also I I do feel that Jennifer Connelly is the great equalizer. Um I do want to let you know that David Bowie in this film does look like McCavity from Cats, which by the way, it was huge for me, so I can see why this movie would have done it for you. Can you paint the picture for where in the world you were when you saw this and what age you were? In my house. Where's your? <laughs> oh, um, in a room. There were four walls. Are you following? I don't know. Okay, I I was born in Texas, so and it was probably there somewhere. Houston. I don't know. I was very young, and I must have like seen it. Maybe my old. I have two older sisters. Maybe they were watching it. I don't know how I came across it because I don't. You're the second guest in a row to have two older sisters, and you. I I truly think that older sisters create queer people, and it also, of course, is genetic. Question mark. The sisters make it confirm. Mine was a decision. Mine yeah. was a, a. I chose this, but yeah, sure, of go off on genetics. Yeah. Wait, how many? How, what, what's your sibling situation, Darby? I have a twin brother. <laughs> Do you I really? Do is yeah, he gay? Wait. No. Are, is, is yours? No. <gasps> Fascinating. And, wait, and you're really tall. Is yours twin short or tall? We're like mirror twin, or oh. not mirror. We're a Mary Kate and Ashley fraternal, where like we're fraternal, where we look, but we look just alike. You know, Mary Kate and Ashley are fraternal, right? I do. Yes, this reference is gorgeous. So you are, you look identical. You are, in fact, genet- genetically fraternal. Um, like an inch taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And longer. Ew. Uh, Ew. You, when, when's, the, when's the last time you saw your twin brother's dick? Cock. Well, I'm from Tennessee. So, uh, at Christmas. At yeah, the wedding. so, like, yeah. six months. I don't know. <laughs> Did your twin brother turn you gay because you liked what you saw? I went, wait, I can have this all the time? Not just at Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) Not just over turkey? Oh my god. They're gonna get a hold of this podcast. I I do feel like I should be honest with you. I actually, unfortunately, am back to straight, because I've always been interested in men, but I'm just here into my transition. Which, by the way, mazel tov on the year Annie. Thank you so much. And so how does it feel to be straight? Honestly, a little embarrassing, but I feel like that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and, and weird. Fact, listen, you are probably, if I may say, the most acceptable form of straight. I mean, come on. It's it's giving yeah. queer. It's giving ally. It's giving quali. It's giving... Yeah, I'm under the umbrella, is what I'd like to say, as a trans woman. Obviously, You're I threw the away umbrella. all my umbrellas when we moved to LA, and then it rained in LA for like six months. And yeah. I had to buy yeah. an umbrella in LA. I had to listen, folks. I had to buy an umbrella in LA. Did you used to live in New York? We lived in Chicago. Chicago. We were in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chicago. So all Queen. of this weather, all of this weather. Yeah, I started my transition. We moved here from Chicago, and then I got bangs. So there's been a lot of change mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. me. I think the bangs really helped you move. 
a little faster into this new identity. Yeah. Does the bangs for you signify a woman in crisis or a woman empowered or both? Well, for me, it's like a woman in STEM. It's like I'm discovering myself and all of the kind of... Okay, what does STEM stand for? You used it so casually. Tell me what it stands for. Thank you so much. Of yeah. course. Sexy titties, every mama! <laughs> This is the third. <laughs> it is one thirty in the afternoon. This is the third Zoom gig we've had today. And she has been like this since gig one. I don't know. I like my bangs. I feel like I'm like, a, I, I feel cute. <laughs> I just want to make I sure. I feel cute. Oh. <laughs> uh, I want to make sure it's solidified in her history. Say one more time what STEM stands for so we don't lose it. Yeah. Uh, sexy titties, everybody, mom. <laughs> I thought it was every month. You just keep, you every just keep mu- adding. Uh, to the <laughs> it's because today, your third Zoom, you become Samantha from Sex in the City. Uh, My boyfriend has the funkiest tasting spunk. Uh. Wait, so Darby, what? whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do you blame, babe? My dad. <laughs> um <laughs> Now, not the same reason as my brother. We're just doing twin stuff. It's his asshole. <laughs> yeah. No, my dad is, um, he's, he's horrible. He's an awful, awful man. And I, I do hope uh, his submarine implodes, uh, mm. one day. And by submarine, I mean his body. I just hope, <laughs> I, I hope there's nothing left. <laughs> and soon. you'd call me the poet. That was just so. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, my dad is old. I have an old dad. He's 80. And so growing up, we were very limited on what media we could take in. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like we're, so the media is the top, we're the bottom. Okay. Just so the gay people understand, trying to keep it very pride. I'm there. So I would, I would take, I would take TCM inside of me. I would take AMC because we were very Christian. So we could either watch Christian stuff mm-hmm. or we could watch old movies. And my dad loved old movies. And my dad introduced me to, Judy Garland. I was hoping you would go in that direction. Bitch. Uh, like, I, I I, wish I had a more creative answer. You know, I wish that, like, Katie Lang had rescued me from a pool. Like, I, I wish <laughs> I had something that unique. But instead, my thing truly is Judy Garland. And I but, mean deep. It goes deep. But think about this. You're surrounded by Christianite. You're surrounded by conservatism. You're surrounded by an old dad that probably doesn't love a gay person. And so you you ran you ran towards the the wide-armed embrace of Judy Garland, which by the way, I am married to someone who is so obsessed that I could never judge anyone, and we found out mere hours ago, okay, 24. We found out a day ago that his great-grandmother her name was dorothy and we found out his grandmother her middle name was gail so we have decided take three we have just he has decided that we're going to name our future unborn child dorothy gail but i think that kid will be hate crimed to the last inch of their life i would do it i would hate crime that child um (laughs) you should you should name him judy garland's real name which is francis ethel gum i think that's gorgeous gorgeous Have you ever met a hot Franny? Franny Essie Gummy. Francis McDormand. Francis Francis Conroy. Uh, Francis Conroy. Character actress. Yes, foreshadowing. We yeah. So my dad, like, 
he would make us watch like all the MGM musicals. And of course I say make, but like anything Busby Berkeley did, I could see, I could see the show girls in their eyes. They were dead. They were dying. Sure. They hated it. They were abused, but so beautiful. I loved it. I loved watching them walk down the stairs in fear. Listen, that's so beautiful to have that image of you as a 10-year-old enjoy the devastation of a chorus girl. But do you think in your heart of hearts, because we had a guest, Robbie Hoffman, who has a theory that all queer people, at least one of their parents, has to have some queerness in them. Do you think your dad has any queerness in him? Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for asking. And I'm happy to dive into this. Please. My father um, is, he's a son of a bitch, right? And so... I I have in the past struggled with sex addiction, but so has my dad without labeling it. I think we are a very sexually fluid family, but oh. I think Jesus is telling us you can do it, but feel shame and don't tell anyone. And when my grandmother died, my dad's mom, she was 92 when I was 12. Like, what am Mm. I going to talk to her about? She was awful. She read the Bible like 70 times all the way through. She was a monster. Anyway, I was 12. She died. We were cleaning out her house. My dad hands me a cassette tape of Judy Garland, the Capitol years. (gasps) And I was like, what is this? And he's like, this is the girl from The Wizard of Oz and like Babes on Broadway and Babes in Arms, like all those MGM Mickey Rooney musicals you like. This is her later in life when she had a drug addiction and her voice was kind of shot. And like, and I was like, what do you mean? And I put the tape in. I heard her sing somewhere over the rainbow, like a few keys down. And I was like, that's the same woman. And he's like, yes, she had a very tragic life. And I was like, this is, this is what the rest of my life is going to be about. (laughs) I was done, hooked forever, forever. And then that same year in science class, Oh my God, you're taking me back. In science class, we all had to do, we were doing a dare week, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we all had to do, we got in groups and we had to do a presentation on someone who died, a celebrity who died of a drug overdose. And I got Elvis in my group because we were from Memphis and well, so I was like, fuck, because the group next to me got Judy Garland. Fuck. I asked the teacher if I could be in that group because I knew I was so passionate. And the teacher yeah, said, fuck Elvis. Yeah, well, the teacher said, fuck you, faggot. You're learning about Elvis. So then the day of the the presentation, I brought in the cassette tape. Because I was going to educate them. And so when the Judy Garland group presented, I raised my hand. And I asked the teacher if I could play somewhere over the rainbow of her older voice. Because it would show all that she went through. And she let me. <gasps> And the entire class is deeply confused. I'm playing the song thinking it's blowing their minds the way it blew mine, right? And I'm looking around like, oh. <sighs> right? Nothing. That's so heartbreaking. Nothing. You were trying well, to share who you were. And they had nothing to compare to because they probably hadn't heard the song in the first place. Well, I hope they had watched The Wizard of Oz. We were allowed I to hope watch so. that. Well, I hope so too. But the then they, they're either uncultured or dumb to not have felt the emotions of a Judy Garland drug-ravaged vocal cord. Are Thank you Thank you. Yeah. Alexis, do you think any of your parents have queerness in them? Um. Yeah. I've always want. Uh, my dad is a very nice, gentle soul. I don't think he is gay. He's too boring, to but be he gay. did I'm have a sorry. part. Uh, 
I think if, any of my, if, any, if anybody in my family is listening to this, turn it off. He did have a gay porn, or he did have a porn addiction, and that's how I discovered porn. Was I can I found his porn? You found your dad's porn? Yeah, and I was like, whoa, what's this? So I got it. I I saw it and I clicked through and I went to the stuff that I liked, which sure. was and still is sort of dudes on dudes, and and then my mom found my porn. And my mom and my dad, like, show, they were, like, shaming me. They were, like, showing me what was on the computer screen. And I was like, okay, but this isn't fair because dad did it first. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the Samantha, the Samantha Moan again. Uh, uh, no, I, I didn't even, but yeah. I was, like, looking at him when, he, when that was happening. I was like, are you going to say anything? Because it was his fault, too. Can I say, this Pride Month, I think it's so important that we we acknowledge the work that our allies are doing and alexis even though you're a straight woman <laughs> i appre- i i don't take offense to you watching our pornography and wearing my culture as a costume <laughs> this pride month i applaud it thank you so much trans means- women for guy on guy porn for that guy so on lately. penis butt Come, yeah, the gay, gay ass pot. Yeah. I also find it beautiful that we're being so open about the queerness of the generations before us because they couldn't be. And if I may relate it to where I am right now, I'm not joking. I was all of two hours ago witnessing this family for the eighth time be horrible to one of their kids. Just like clearly the kid was like kind of annoying. And he like then like sprayed them with the hose and they were getting the sand off of their legs. And they were just like, come on, Connor, son, don't do, just go, just go to the pool, go to the pool. And a part of me had the fantasy, you know, where you have like everything flashes in front of your eyes. I had the fantasy of the scene of me going up to the, the, these parents and be like, I want them to think I was going to compliment them. I was going to say, you know what? I know the deal with your son. And what's going on is that he is not going to talk to you after he leaves the house. Stop being such a dick to him. What do you think is going to happen? Just like, and it, it, again, the older I get, the more there's validation of some people shouldn't be parents, A, and B, obviously all of our parents did the best that they could. And now I, I'm so sorry. Some of the, some of our parents, some did of the our best parents, did the could. Could. Darby said, and, and it, it and it clearly like there's a lot of fuckery that goes down that as a kid you don't realize because your parents are supposed to be right all the time. Yeah. You know what I learned on TikTok recently? Have you ever heard that phrase blood is thicker than water? Yeah. And everyone no. uses it like stick with your family. The full right. phrase is the blood of the covenant, meaning the blood of the promise that you make with someone is thicker than the water of the womb. Meaning like your chosen family so it's the opposite. So it's the it means opposite. the opposite. And that's why we really got to get a hold of this media problem. <laughs> I mean, listen. So I think true. The media literacy problem right now is just ravaging our youth and us, apparently. But I do. But l- listen, the chosen family stuff is so true. And that's probably why our lives and our current place now are so much more fulfilling than probably we thought they could be because we were limited to what we thought was possible from a lot of people who didn't understand us. Totally. We are a part of that collection of two white men (laughs) doing podcasts. We're two queer white men. Does that differentiate us at all? Or does it? <laughs> it totally helps with the topic. We're talking, talking about, about musicals. And we're talking about musical theater. 
I'm Peter. And I'm Nathan. And yes, musical theater has gospel. And dancing boys. And fancy hats. So join us for the gospel of musical theater wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I told Alexis, Alexis has been very worried our entire friendship because... Mm-hmm. I had said that I wanted to have kids. And she's like, okay, well, no, the day that a kid comes into your life, I will block you. Yeah. And And I was only, I was only half joking. I know you weren't joking. I get it. You hate children and you hate love of any kind. Yeah. And so it was always just kind of, it comes up every now and then where she's like, you're getting kind of old. Are you sure? (laughs) And she... And I go through phases with my family because we're we're damaged, right? And so I haven't t- I haven't talked to anyone in my family for a few months. And so she's like, "Hey, checking in again. You you having kids?" And I was like, "Honestly, my desire to have children, I think, truly comes from wanting to belong in my family. And mm. since I've disconnected from my family, and 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 connected with me." Well, and come to the realization, uh, I've I've done this a few times with my family, and I always go back without any resolution. Mm-hmm. I always go back with like, a, all is forgiven, never mind, you don't have to change. Um, but this time, I, I feel like I've really come to terms with like, no, I don't want this anymore. And like, I'm almost, I don't want to do this anymore, you know? And I was like, and now that I've come to that realization, no, I don't want to have kids. I wanted wow. to have kids because my brother had kids, my sister had kids. And I was like, well, at yeah. the very least, if I have a grandchild, like my mom will come visit me, mm-hmm. you know, like my mom visits my brother and sister who don't live near her 
um, every weekend she'll go down to either my sisters or my brothers. And I lived in Chicago for 13 years and she came up twice once because I was in the hospital, you know? So I think I just, I was like, well, if I have a kid, then I'll, I'll be normal. Yeah. It was going to be a connector that you were searching for. And I, I'm not kidding. This is, been going I'm also my head not kidding. Recently. I just I don't want kids. No, yeah. I know, and I'm not. I, the, the the fact about oh, I think he didn't us. Get it. He didn't get it. Okay. <laughs> I said I'm not kidding. I'm not gonna kid. Yeah. Okay. Really go good. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I'm usually so good at getting humor, but sometimes it's I miss so the highbrow. It's so highbrow. Yeah. And wordplay is just the the top of the food chain in terms of humor, <laughs> and I'm considered a, a bottom feeder. I, so was my husband. <laughs> well, well, lately. But the, but the full circle is that I feel like a lot of queer people with having children, it's such a, it's a big question because Matt and I have talked about it for a long time and have always said, yes, we want them. But the older I get, it it, it changes. And I'm, and I'm not as like, I'm not now saying I don't want them, but I'm very much like, well, I need to really consider where the desire is coming from what because a lot of my friends are having kids and obviously i can see how it changes their lives in very meaningful and great ways but also it's like a fucking huge change and a big hurdle of coming to terms with the newness of what your day-to-day looks like and so i think we have a doubly difficult time with it because we don't have many people that have done it before us and i know a lot of queer people have had children but it's still <laughs> kind of like it's still novel it, it's still pretty novel yeah yeah i mean and also i think a lot of queer people myself included we we survive our childhoods mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we survive our early adulthoods it's all it's all a very um and for survival reasons, narcissistic kind of egotistical existence, because it's truly just about survival. Mm -hmm. And that creates a pretty inward view of the world. You're just so turned inward towards yourself and like really desperately want to save yourself, you know? And so then when you become a parent, suddenly you have to turn outward and everything is about someone else when your entire life has just been about protecting making it to the next day yeah yeah it's i can't imagine and like you like when i was younger i don't want kids i hate kids and then i'm a young adult and i'm like i could do kids but now that i'm getting older and i'm almost 40 i'm like i don't want them anymore i don't know by the way and your birthday is like in a few weeks next month right yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so you're right. You're right. You're right behind the the door opening to 40 years old. I'll be 39 next month. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. You're going to be 39. Well, that's huge then. Also, like, okay, how old are you? 33. And I'll be 34 in September. Oh, yeah. Me okay. too. I can understand your lifestyle. No, you're not. <laughs> One thing, like, for <laughs> our generation and growing up in the South, okay. I, this is going to get dark, but I didn't view my life. I didn't view my lifestyle because again, we didn't know, I didn't know anything, you know, Mm -hmm. because all I heard about gay people was how gross and disgusting it was and AIDS and hell. And so like, I didn't expect to live past 30, you know? And so to, to be our generation and now almost 40 and trying to navigate what my life's going to be like. Yeah, it's all kind of seat of the pants stuff. 
It's yeah, just, it's all we weren't given that opportunity. Yeah. Well, and, I, and by the way, Alexis, you too, like being a year into your transition, I'm sure the the future of what you see, there's a newness to that too, right? Oh my God. Yeah. I used to, I, I've talked about this with Darby. I didn't see a future. Like I used yeah. to, I used to, mm-hmm. I worked at, okay, I work, brag. I worked at Lululemon for one winter season. Huge brag. Oh, wow. And they, and they had us do like a, where do you see yourself in five years and 10 years? Write it down and put it on the door to the back room or whatever. Put it on these leggings. Right. And I just never did that. I was like, sorry, I can't do that. I don't know why. I don't want to, I never did goals. I never did any of that because I truly did not see a future. It was like, it was blank. And now since then, since I've been able to live a little more authentically, I do see a future like, I don't see kids in it still, no. unless I like marry rich and the kids are older and they're doing, you know, like military oh, you're school like step, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could do that as long as I don't have to do anything. You could be a stepmother to children in boarding school and nothing more than that, which I I love and I think and that- I would be so good at that. Oh, I, I believe would be that. So good at that. When you see them twice a year, yeah, and I would be like the cool stepmom. What? How? What? What's a cool? Step well, I would mom? teach them about STEM, and I would teach them <laughs> right, about, right, 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 right. Of course, you know, course. Yeah. La- I would show them labyrinth, and I'd say, "Look at that." <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, you're about to say I would show them lavender. And I was like, <laughs> I guess that's purple. No, I don't like lavender. Sorry, <gasps> I don't Sorry either. But you know what else doesn't there. like lavender? Bed bugs. Oh, should we do lavender? Do not, we don't say that word anymore. I've had you can't say the the two b the two b words too. To I've had it neurotic. three times in Chicago. Okay, never mind. You you have the right. I the amount of, the amount of anxiety spirals I went through in New York with those. I still it's like seeing an ex. Um, but wait, I had to ask. I have to ask you another podcast question, and I want you both to answer me, Darby Lynn, Alexis P. If the world was ending, you could only save one character actress. Who would you save? Okay, this was really tough. This was a really tough. This is a beautiful question. Thank you. Um, I I'm gonna go first because I. I don't have much to say. I'm just going <laughs> to say Christine Baranski because people say that. Oh, yeah. But also like the birdcage, how the Grinch stole Christmas. She is a queer icon in that film. Which, by the way, my in-laws are obsessed with her performance in the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas. And it's perfect. The costumes are incredible. Well, I just hadn't really seen the movie until I was with Matt and we they would watch it every Christmas and I... They would watch I, the live Grinch every Christmas. It kind of, Red flag. It, it's kind of awesome. Oh, it's kind of good. Well, I'm glad you have that response because I, th- going in, I was like, are these people okay? But it turns out they just watch every Christmas movie. But I, one of my least favorite experiences as an actor, I did the um the national tour of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the like the stage show oh, with was, Glee, with Glee. No, <laughs> with what's his name? Uh, what's his name mr glee what? oh matthew morrison yeah no, he did a like televised the tv, TV version i did the like mm-hmm. we're gonna take it around the country except my production was they did two tours when i did it one tour went all around the country i was in nashville performing at the grand Ole opry for the <gasps> whole time but um wait it was, did you I play mean, a who who did you play yeah i played a who i understudied who papa play? who who did you play i, I it was like did 10 you go to, to 12 the mall shows a, a week lot? 
Of course I did all the time. It was, I mean, I fucking, I went to the hospital because I got like a, uh, obstruction in my stomach because I was just like so dehydrated and probably just emotionally unhappy. Um, but I bring in all this up to say that they would quote Christine Baranski in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And every time they would bring that movie up, I'd be like, God, fuck that. I hate that show. I hate that movie so much. But I watched her and I was like, Christine eats every it's single good, time. Right? It's yeah. an adorable movie. It absolutely is. But if I was dating someone and they were like, Yeah, my family, we love to watch Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas every year, I'd be like, mm. Wait, I know the listeners and I are gonna be wondering, Darby, who's your character actress? If we can really get into the, the important stuff. Okay, this was a really tough one for me. Okay. She she is she I loves struggled. a character actress. I do, I do. I up until Hacks, I would have considered uh, Jean Smart the ultimate character actress. Mm-hmm. Wait, up until? Well, now that she's a leading lady, is she I a character see, actress anymore? Oh, I mean, God, what a great question. I think that w- this is controversial. I think once a character actress, always, it's in your blood. And Jean Smart, to me, is like, till the day she dies, which I hope is in a hundred years, is a character actress. She's going to live forever. She's yeah, gonna, way she's, after yeah. us. Yeah. When they make the, the movie about the Titanic submarine, she's going to th- drop the thing into the ocean. She's going to be the old lady that's like, I waited 84 years years yeah yeah, yeah. Floated, but that, but did that, you hear but that movie that movie will be made in what three calendar months i mean they're gonna hop on that like oh i just days. saw the trailer and i'm thrilled I, it look there yeah. let me tell it's you sarah action. paulson is amazing <laughs> she, oh, she imploded ooh, on she's you. a good answer she's a good answer um yeah i'm gonna say well okay so i i said gene smart wasn't so then i was gonna say Lori metcalf Oh. However, if we're putting Gene Smart back on the table, it's got to be Gene Smart. Okay, designing okay, women, this. designing yeah. women. Like my entire drag persona when I first started was all designing women. It was, oh yeah. my God. I just, Gene Smart is, my mom actually, when she was younger, looked just like Gene Smart. I think that's why my dad um, gravitated. His mistress. Yeah. Sure. Um, but can I pick one that's already dead? So, like, it doesn't yeah, matter. Okay. Please. One of my favorite character actresses <laughs> is Thelma Ritter. Have you ever seen Pillow Talk? Okay, so I have not, but I but I Thelma Ritter has come up recently and explained to me. Wait, what is Pillow Talk? Pillow Talk is Rock Hudson and Doris Day. By right. the way, new Rock Hudson documentary on Max. Watch it. You will be hard the whole time. He's one of the most beautiful <gasps> people who has ever lit. I mean, he's so my type, so I can't wait. And Pillow Talk, there's a scene where he's in the bathtub and they're talking on their party line and they're both in the bathtub, and so it's like a side-by-side, and he lifts his giant muscular leg out of the bathtub and puts his foot up against the wall, and then she puts her foot up against the wall. (gasps) And you just see his leg. It is one of the hottest things... If you do not have a foot kink before, you will after this documentary. You will. This movie, it sounds like. You will. Anyway, but Pillow Talk, uh, she plays Doris Day's maid, who's also a severe alcoholic. Um, But in like a 1960s way, so it's kind of funny. But Thelma Ritter was just always that kind of like crotchety, like old, he's going to yell at you kind of person. I just fucking love her. Which we love an old woman who yells. I mean, I think gay people probably... Watch IMHO. Thank you. Mm. IMHO the show. (laughs) Yeah. 
Wow. This, I mean, I've, every answer gets better than the last. And I want to give a shout out for the um, the New York live show is tomorrow. And one of our contestants is competing for Lori Metcalf, if I may bring her back. And their character actress lip sync will be one of her iconic speeches or scenes from Roseanne. That's all I'm going to say. But Okay, um, can I tell you my favorite one is is the... is. They have to call and say that dad died. That's the that's the one. That's the, Fuck, that's the one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, don't be sorry. sorry. Don't be sorry. This is you're gonna help us sell the last tickets, and this is what we need. So it's so good. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled with these answers. And sadly, have you met her? No. She so my husband worked at Steppenwolf in Chicago, which is the theater, and she's a company member. <laughs> and so for their 25th anniversary, they released a book that features each of the company members. And it's like John Malkovich, Lori uh, Metcalf, um, what's his name? Gary Sinise. I was going to say, what's the guy Tracy with the band? Lance. Tracy Latz. Yeah. Oh. So it's just a bunch of people. So my husband bought the book when he first started working there. And he's like, I'm just going to keep it with me. And whenever I see one of the company members, I'm going to ask them to autograph it, which I think is so adorkably cute. Everyone was really nice. Like, he understudied a few things mm-hmm. there. Um, but one day, Lori Mac- Metcalf came in, and he presented the book. He's like, hey, I, I'm i a big fan. And she was like, oh, my God, you have the book? I'm like, wait, you got this all? Do you want me to sign it? And he said that she was the nicest person, that she asked him a hundred questions about himself. Like, oh. where are you from? What got you into acting? What shows did you understudy? What was I your was favorite so part? nervous the end of that story was going to be that she was I know. such a fucking bitch. No, that out of everyone, <laughs> she could not have been nicer. And she took such an interest in this random, very hot uh, gay man. And Top really at the time. Top at the time, yeah. top identifying. Isn't that so, that is so nice? And by the way, I do think that our, for the most part, our favorite character actresses and just like iconic women are usually far nicer than you would expect. Yeah, here's the thing. Celebrity breaks your brain. Okay? Celebrity breaks oh, that, your brain. I, I believe that. And when all of us are living in our huge mansions, I hope that we are just awful to each other. Well, I think if you get to... Uh, happily, happy to do it. I think if you're like a character actress, you're still somewhat connected to the real world. So I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's why they're nice. But the the crazy crazies are like the big, big time broken brains. Okay? Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. So true. Yeah. She is broken... Her brain has snapped in half, and I love it. Yeah, I can't. Oh, me too. I love it. I love it. I love how crazy she is. I love how mean she is. I uh, Her indifference I, to those around her. I think I've brought her up every three episodes because there, she really lives, takes up a lot of space in my brain. And um, I think she's a great actor. Sorry. And I think that her... Enough is a very... Fan, it's a fantastic film. And then I rewatched um, so many of her movies recently. I watched Made in Manhattan on the Plane. I just she mm-hmm. so good. And then and then the the fact that she posted Ben Affleck's stunning thoughty selfie for Father's Day and like got blowback from that. I he, the fact that I'm sure they're in a loveless marriage, but yeah, she doesn't know it. She's too busy looking at her perfect skin. Our friend Rachel was at the Melrose Trading Post, yeah, and saw J Lo with in the her middle, J Lo and Ben Affleck in the middle of summer. In the middle of summer, she was in a 
full uh, turtleneck sweater. And a wool skirt. And a wool skirt and a trench coat. In the middle of summer in California. And not a bead of sweat did appear. No, no, no. She got those surgically removed in 04. She, yeah. oh, I love, because there's, so her brain broke in kind of a mean way, which I adore. Yeah. But then we have on the flip side, I think that the anti-JLo, what is that, antithesis? JLo is Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey's brain broke in the nice way. Mm. And she's fully nuts. That woman does not know how the world works. But in the in a very harmless way that is super fun to watch. Well, did you did either of you read or listen to her audiobook about like her her autobiography? Because listen to this. Her the reason why I think her brain has broken in that way is because when she was married to help me out here, girls, she was mar- Tommy Matola. He was Tommy such Matola. A, what did I say? Um I'm you needed yeah, to help we were Tommy saying, Matola. Yeah, we were just saying oh, it I was you. confirming it. I've, of course, my insecurities are so loud. I'm like, oh, did I mispronounce? See, <laughs> you can't have kids. Go ahead. Oh, then there you go. <laughs> Show that to Matt. So she, she was like basically kept as prison in her home with this man. And he was so controlling, so terrible. And I think her brain broke because she was like, not only that uh, was so terrible, but then I think she became on a different planet of unicorns and I don't know hers and, ho- and sweetness, hopefully, because... She didn't want to go back to the darkness. But listen, I have to unfortunately ask you the final podcast question that I did not prep you on before we end this thing, which is, I want you both to say your answer at the exact same time. The question is, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Don't talk to each other. Don't look at each other. Take a breath. Take a deep breath. And then when I say three, you're going to say your answer. Do not look at each other. Do not blink. Do not breathe any more than I've told you to. Take a deep breath in three, two, one. Sister Jump and Jack Flash. Fuck, I should have said that. Well, no, they don't have to be the same. I thought you oh. were trying to get us to say the same. I was actually hoping you were both going to say Sister Act, so uh, Darby's canceled. I would have said, well, I was going to say Sister Act 2, but I love Sister Jumping Act Jack two, Flash. I just Listen, love it. the three of us got to talk about two wonderful movies, Jumping Jack Flash and Sister Act 2, the squeakquel. And that's always why I bring up that question, just to make sure we, we touch on Whoopi Goldberg. Um, listen, I want to thank you both for coming on That's a Gay-Ass Podcast. In my homosexual opinion, is such a great show. You're both so great. And can you tell us, where can people follow you and listen to you or watch you? Thank you so much. We are at IMHO The Show on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and, of course, on YouTube, IMHO The Show. I'm Alexis P. Bubbles, or, but just Alexis Bubbles. The P is silent on Online, TikTok yeah, and, and on the internet. all of it. Yeah. Where are you? I'm Darby. Just find me. There's not that many Darbys, although there are. There's a lot of Darby. Now, oh, you've set a trend. I've set a trend by naming you Darby, and now a lot of girls are naming themselves Darby. All because of your uncle. Thanks for listening to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. <laughs> follow Darby, follow Alexis, listen to the IMHO of the show, and I will see you all in the next time we get to sing together in person will be our next meeting. Oh, I'm so I excited. I you. can't wait. Thank you for having us, Eric. Thank you, gay people. Aww. Thanks, gays. 
Thanks for listening to That's a Gay Ass Podcast and supporting the pod. If you want to do the Patreon, it is patreon.com slash gayasspodcast. And if you live in New York, I will see you at That's a Gay Ass Live show on Thursday. And stay tuned to listen to the Brian Derrick live recording on your podcast feed soon. I love you. We are a part of that collection of two white men doing podcasts. We're two queer white men. Does that differentiate us at all? Does it? It totally helps with the topic. We're talking, talking about, about musicals. And we're talking about musical theater. <laughs> I'm Peter. And I'm Nathan. And yes, musical theater has gospel. And dancing boys. And fancy hats. So join us for the gospel of musical theater wherever you get your podcasts. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.